Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show on this episode of Distilled Discussions, the foremost podcast destination for everything alcohol, particularly the magical elixir that is bourbon. We will be discussing everything that is wild turkey. We'll go through the history of the distillery, current news and things along those lines, and of course, our personal favorite aspect of the show, the booze tastings. That's right, the whiskey tastings, the bourbon tastings. We cannot wait. We are ecstatic. Uh, But before we dive into Wild Turkey, Andy, my co-host, how are you doing today? You know, I'm actually doing pretty good. That's awesome. It's been a little bit of a long week for me with work, but it's not been too bad. It happens. Uh, It happens. I've got some good news, though. I've got something that's going to make you happy. The actually, and, and I'm gonna while I dive into this, why don't you? Uh, w- this is our wild turkey, yeah. I'll start pouring up here for us, yeah. This is our wild turkey episode of the podcast. We're gonna pour ourselves a wild turkey 101. So feel free to go ahead, everyone listening, and pour yourself a, a, a drink of something delicious or you know, preferably a wild turkey 101 or something along those lines or you know, whatever floats your boat. Um, now the good news is it's been a week since our first podcast, Andy, and everyone seems to like the show. You mentioned work, and there's a number of guys, a number of people that I work with, and I've mentioned briefly mentioned uh, the, at least the concept of the Distilled Discussions podcast, and they seem thrilled with it. They seem like it's they well, seem to be they to seem, yeah they seem to think it's a very a very good idea that they're you know send me the info uh, things along those lines. So I hope if you know if they're I don't know if they listened to the first one. Uh, hopefully they did. Hopefully they're listening to this one. Hopefully, hopefully they'll give some good feedback. Hopefully on the, it. yeah. Hopefully they'll give some good hopefully feedback. They hopefully they're drinking along and uh, hopefully they're listening to both of them. And but everyone seems to love the idea and the concept. So hopefully they love the show as well. So how how are you doing? I'm, you know, good. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I mean, this is, you know, normally recording kind of on the weekends, but, you know, it's it's good. This is good so far. Glad, glad How to about hear. you? Um, dude, I'm loving it. I, I think uh, we're having a great time. We did obviously Buffalo Trace last week, and uh, this week we're on to uh, we're on to the Wild Turkey Bourbon. So I, I want to, you know, without any further ado, I want to jump right in. Uh, we went through a lot of pleasantries last week, introducing ourselves, but you guys know us by now, uh, hopefully. And so um, uh, we should jump right in, and, and uh, we'll, we'll, uh, don't worry, we'll, we'll do some tastings, some more official tastings during the end. But we will be drinking as we go forward, and we hope you are as well. All right, Andy, let's jump in and tell these wonderful people everything they need to know about wild turkey yeah so wild turkey as a brand i know we did buffalo trace last week it's a little bit newer of a brand they've really only been around since late 1800s early 1900s roughly 1891 i believe yeah like 1880s 1890s um and i don't think they were one that was able to actually distill during prohibition if i remember correctly right they're in the Lawrenceburg area, which yeah. um, is just a little bit south of uh, yeah. just a little bit, a little bit south of Frankfurt, where Buffalo Trace is. Yeah. Still there on the Kentucky River, e- though. Easy trip if you're planning on going like Kentucky Bourbon Trail. Absolutely. And actually, Wild Turkey is actually on the Bourbon Trail. So if you're if that's something you're looking to complete, get your stamps there. Twenty eight minute drive between the two, and don't worry, you have other uh, stops along the way. In between them is the Woodford Reserve, and you got a number of other brands around that area. If you're looking to do the Bourbon Trail anytime soon, or yeah. you know, even in the fu- into the future, yeah. So they, yeah, so they were around 1890, 1891. They were founded under the uh, Old Hickory Distillery name mm-hmm. by the Rippies, and they really were something that back in the day that was what they were known for and it was i have never had had the chance to try that probably none exists to 
at least I've never heard of it if it exists. Still, What's that? That any bourbon that's that old, um, from the distillery. If you have any, if you know where to get it, or can get your hands on oh, some, we would you. love to try it. But we can't find any, not easily at least. Yeah, they. Um, it looks like you're definitely right. They did not. The Rippies did not. Uh, they were not allowed to produce during Prohibition. They did not, as far as I know, um, produce illegally. I'm sure, yeah, of course, they, they would try to keep that under the books. Maybe it did happen, but they were not producing uh, illegally, yeah. at least after uh, the after the uh, you know you know end of the um, you know into the 20s there early 30s they in 1920s 1930s they began to lift they lifted prohibition and they began to repair the distilleries and began to produce again yeah and yeah and that was kind of the start um what was the name of that one that they started under during that time uh it was not originally wild turkey but around the 40s they're still under old hickory distillery or i don't think they were under no austin nichols oh that was a distillery name austin nichols right after they repaired it all yes austin nichols he was one of the big wholesalers that the the uh, rippies were doing business with early early on and uh then he just he kind of you know started to really take over and change the brand uh of that what that eventually became wild turkey it is said to have arisen um when uh, austin nicholas went on a uh, yeah went on a a wild turkey hunting trip in the 1940 um and um you know I, I think it just kind of came to him because of that trip and they they ran with it and yeah. here it is and it, it's something you'll actually decades later and yeah. it's still kicking it's still, still that, hard that name is still strong. kicking yeah and that's something that actually you'll see um some old photos of like their current one of their current master distillers jimmy russell yeah walking with some actual wild turkeys on the distillery grounds back yeah. in like the 60s or 70s i think yeah in the photo, but it's something that, yeah, you know, it's is kind of a little bit more out there name, if you will, following that animal animal trend like Buffalo, Buffalo Trace, Trace a bit yeah. there. They uh, like the, the bourbon guys. They like their animals. Yeah, uh, but the, the reason th- this name really came, they say this name came a- around, is because while he had that, his friends knew about that that that, that wild, wild that, turkey that wild bourbon. turkey brand that he was drinking on that wild turkey trip, and they always said. You know what is that wild turkey bourbon that you were that we were drinking? They called it the wild turkey bourbon because they were drinking it on that wild turkey hunt. So because his friends kept calling it that wild turkey bourbon, he decided to call it wild turkey, and he began to bottle and sell it in 1942, a couple of years later. Yeah, and so it was something that yeah, in the 1940s was still there, kind of working under Austin Nichols and the initially that wild turkey name, and it was something that. Then kind of into the 60s, 70s, 80s, they still were kind of something. And this is something that I actually, when I was there a couple of years ago, had the chance to do a little bit of a t- talk with Jimmy Russell. Um, not in really, it was very informal. He was just kind of doing a bottle signing at the time, and it just happened to catch him. And it was something that, it was a big struggle for them, and pretty much all bourbon distilleries at the time because it was just something that bourbon was just out there in the weeds whiskey and large was kind of out there in the weeds because nobody really liked it at the time but jimmy russell yeah it it really really was crazy compared to what bourbon is now i mean bourbon at least since about 2013 to 2015 has had an absolute explosion in just popularity on the market at least here in america um and one of those big brands is Wild Turkey now. It's something that Jimmy Russell, he started in the, I forget the exact year, but sometime in the 60s, he originally worked on the ground floor up 
to where he is now. And him and his son are the first, uh, Eddie Russell, are the first co-master distillers of a bourbon brand. At least that I know, know of. And he, so he started there in about the 60s or so. Mm-hmm. so. And it was something that during that time they, you know, even though bourbon and whiskey at large was kind of trying to figure itself out, it didn't really know what it was doing. They stuck to what they knew. They just stuck the path with what they have now, and now it's reaping dividends. I mean, there are a lot of people on the market that really love wild turkey. Oh, I'm yeah. I myself. I mean, I think wild turkey might be my daily bourbon of choice that I love to drink. And it's it's, uh, it's you know it's good it's it's solid quality. It's, yeah, and 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 the price is you can't beat it. Yeah, again, like Buffalo Trace, fifteen last to week. twenty bucks probably here yeah. in this area. In this again, area, it's about where you're at. Yeah, for the um, Wild Turkey One Hundred One, I think in this area it's a. It was uh, like tw- I think I actually bought this bottle 20, today. I'm pretty sure it was twenty two dollars. Yeah, it's about a twenty two something maybe twenty to twenty to twenty five dollar. A bottle for a 750 milliliter. And I believe the rye was a couple, which we're also going to taste today, was a couple dollars cheaper. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, I mean, in my opinion, at least, it's good value for the money. And it's because they, through those dark times, stuck to what they know best. And stuck to creating a quality product that was uncompromising. Even if not everybody's going to like it. Right. Just be uncompromising what you want. And and it's not quite it's not quite in the top ten. Uh, we're looking yeah. at top ten highest selling uh, bourbons right now. We're looking at Bullet and starting at number one. We're looking at Bullet, Maker's Mark, Woodford, um, Jack. Even though we had that discussion on the f- previous episode about yeah. the differences between Jack and and uh, and bourbon, Jim Beam and you know especially Kentucky bourbon, Jim Beam, uh, Basil Hayden's Four Roses, Evan Williams, Buffalo Trace, Knob Creek, but but. Wild Turkey is right there. It's considered, you know, that the same type of quality as Jim Beam, as an Evan Williams, um, and it, it sells. It's right there outside of that top that top ten, and it sells well because it has a solid, um, well, you know, historic respected taste. That is very much, you know, very yeah. bourbon esque, uh, if you will. And which, it's something that which seems, uh, you know, oversimplified, but it does seem kind of like almost one of the quintessential bourbons in its exactly. taste. And because of the affordability along with that, it's very popular and it sells very, very well. Exactly. And something that lends itself to that taste so well is they are a brand that for both their lines that they do. So they're currently owned by Campari. Their parent company is Campari. But the two brands that they have under the Wild Turkey name are, of course, their flagship Wild Turkey lines. So it's like their 81 proofs, both the rye and regular bourbon and the 101 and 101 rye. Mm. But also they have their rare breed. And for anybody who is a big fan of Matthew McConaughey, he actually is like their celebrity backer. He has yep. one with them, a long branch. Yeah. See, it's funny you mentioned Matthew McConaughey. I, I still I want to go through uh, some more of the history of Wild Turkey because Wild Turkey yeah. is one of the most, you know, even though they're not even in the top 10 selling right now, they are one of the most well-known bourbon yeah. brands and alcohol brands in the entire world and and especially in the country you look at you look at you know it, it's extremely famous it's often referenced in movies television liter, 
literature, TV, TV commercials. It's everywhere. Uh, Matthew McConaughey has a, a big spot with them. Um, and, and there's a couple of historical moments that they've had that have really put them on the map, on the map. in yeah. for, for better and for worse. So I just want to, you know, co- cover a couple of more of their uh, details there. The um, Austin, we're still on. I still want to go back to Austin Nichols. He actually yeah. bought the facility known as the Boulevard Distillery uh, and then changed it to the Wild Turkey Distillery back in 1971 uh, before the uh, distillery was eventually purchased by uh, Pernod Ricard. Pernod Ricard. Yeah, so they uh, had a couple different like huge booze conglomerates. Pernod right. Ricard and then now Campari own them. Right. Um, and that's something we're seeing as a pretty oh, consistent trend with these bourbons. Yeah, they're like, they're tr- these brands are changing hands. You have to. I think it's a, a testament though to the people who are who are being hired, to the people, to the actual distillers, to the master distillers. The fact that they're able to keep this the brands so so strong, the quality of the bourbon so exceptional throughout all of this time. I think really speaks to their their craftsmanship and how much they care yeah, and exactly. how, how talented they are. Yeah, <clears throat> and that that's something that. Um, you know, I definitely agree. Wild Turkey is one of those brands that does that very, very well in the bourbon space, at least. And a big lend to that is the fact that Jimmy Russell, now they're one of their two master distillers, as I said, as well as his son, Eddie Russell, co-head master distillers. First first for any bourbon uh, distillery, as far as I know, at least, and I've ever read. And it's one of those ones that also, combined between them, they have over a hundred years of actual experience distilling, working for the same company, uh, the Wild Turkey Distillery, all these years, they've done it. They've worked from the ground floor up. It's what, in my opinion, I think that really lends itself to what makes them such a good and consistent brand right. is because they have that consistency at the top there. Yeah, and you, in order to be some a brand, a company that's successful and thriving for hundreds of years – you have to be exceptional, and and there's really no other you know there's no other yeah. ways around it. Um, there's also in they've main they've maintained that stride uh, despite some pretty significant setbacks over the yeah. years. Back in of course in, prohibition, prohibition of course for that. Yeah, and then in much more recent years, back in 2000, there was a major fire that destroyed um, a, a seven story aging warehouse uh, there, there in Anderson County, Kentucky, that Kinda was be- belonging um, to Wild Turkey, and it can it, it destroyed. Over 17,000 barrels of whiskey. Yeah. Um, kind of something similar to what happened to, I think it was Jim Beam in the last couple of years. Yeah. Where they had a huge warehouse fire that just, like, destroyed a whole lot of pro- aging <clears throat> bourbon. Yeah. And not only did they destroy a lot of, and, and it really is a tragedy. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's a tragedy to see all that alcohol, that great whiskey, go up in flames, literally. Yeah. It um, also destroyed a lot of it was also, wildlife yeah. and the scenery in the area. Yeah. They ended up having to pay... At least in Kentucky, um, their Department of Fish and Wildlife, about $250,000, $260,000 as a result of it to try and rehabilitate that area. That population, the fish population in that river because they're the. The fire spilled over. Uh, it actually uh, set fire to the woods, and it caused a limestone uh, de- deposit, some, some limestone deposits to explode. And uh, they, 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 the firefighters were lucky enough to save the water treatment plant, but 
a significant portion of the whiskey, maybe 20 to 30% of the whiskey in the storage actually ended up seeping in to, to the, river. the river there. And they do a and lot it, of cleanup. Yeah. And it, it killed all kinds of uh, fish that, you know, they estimate over uh, 225, you know, over 225,000, over a quarter of a million fish were killed throughout a 66 mile stretch. Um, you, you know, an, an environmental catastrophe for yeah. uh, the, the brand. And, uh, but they're still going strong despite that because of, um, because, again, because of the things that we've been discussing thus far. And then in 2009, the, the, the Campari group that we mentioned earlier acquired the distillery uh, from Bernard Ricard or however the fuck you say his name. Yeah. And uh, that's and, and that's where we're at with the current um, uh, the current and, Wild Turkey brand. Yeah, and they, they actually, in the last decade or so, they've built a new visitor center and like a lot of new spaces that us as the consumer can go visit them and enjoy the product on their grounds. And it's something... Having been there, it actually is a really gorgeous sight hmm. to see there. Um, I mean, it's like a really great room, tasting room and everything that you get to sit in at the end of the tours and everything. And they really did a good job with the new, at least the new distilling and uh, visitor center sites yeah. and buildings on their campuses. I'm a big fan of it as well. They've got yeah. that gorgeous scenery there, those tall Kentucky trees and those rolling hills. Yeah. And they've got uh, this setup where it's kind of, their look is modern. It's like modern contemporary. It's like modern, but also kind of a throwback. They, It's like a barn, um, old school Kentucky distillery feel, but also with a modern twist. So part of the barn, they, it looks like they kind of used for the building, they used part of the, the original barn. And they put a lot of modern sections on towards the back and kind of redid a lot of it. And it's, it, you know, it's a, it, it's not a. I wouldn't say it's as big of a production as some of our other distilleries, but it's yeah. very legit. Um, it, you know, like you said, it's a great space. I, I, I love what they're doing there. And yeah. again, I'm not a crazy fan of it, but at what's at the level product. that it's working at, I think uh, you know you can't really complain about it. No, it, no it's a great I, product. I, there, I don't, I don't, I know there are some people that might say it's not their favorite, but I don't know of anyone, to my knowledge, that would sit here and say that. As a whole, the brand in anything is doing poorly. It's they're not doing that, anything no, no, wrong no as far as that. I've ever talked to people. Yeah, and anyone who's saying you know they're not a fan like myself, we're snobs, we're bourbon <laughs> snobs. Again, that's why we're here. That's why we do this. Um, but again, that's nothing against Wild Turkey. They are what they are, and they're doing. Yeah. They're they're knocking out of the park, and they're doing a great and job. And they're not going to change. They they're going to be uncompromising in what they want to do. And, and, and that's what and that's the way it should be. Yeah, and um. You know, that, that's something that should be. And it's something that I think slightly attests itself also to Jimmy Russell. You know, he learned from guys that were probably distilling maybe during or before Prohibition. I mean, started in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And I would have to imagine he did that. Right. And, and you know, so while Tur- they know a thing or two. Exactly. And Wild Turkey's not just uh, an American job creator there in the state of Kentucky. They also create jobs uh, in Indiana, in Arkansas. Uh, thir- you know, they have a number of different off-site uh, bottling locations um, where, where, yeah. where they bottle their product and, and they, they, of course, create jobs and stimulate yeah. economies. And um, Campari also sells Sky Vodka, which Johnny is a big fan of, which I <laughs> yeah. cannot stand Sky Vodka. I, I, I think um, but that... it is kind of the – it is kind of like the – and I think actually Wild Turkey gets more credit than this, but it's kind of like the almost the the Wild Turkey of vodka. But um, you know, a very solid brand at and more of kind of this very much a starter level, I would say for yeah. whether it's vodka with Sky or bourbon, of course, with Wild Turkey. Yeah, yeah, I I, I think to an extent I have to agree with you there. Um, so and again, it, a well known brand, super yeah. one of the most famous well, bourbon well-known, brands in the consistent world, consistent brand. 
never going to do you be, wrong. Yeah, never going to go it, wrong. It might not be something like Pappy or Blanton's or, you know, Weller's that's going to extremely excite you, but it's going to be a brand that I think for most people who like it would say, yeah, it's going to be good. We're going to like it any day of the week. All right. So um, I think unless there's something else you want to talk about, do you have any news with the with the, with the distillery, um, something like new current events or anything that's I, going on? I don't know that they're doing anything like new. You I, mentioned I, a, col- a collaboration, I thought. I Well, I'll get into that in a second. But I know I, I think they can still check their website, see what their availability is. But they might still be able to do some tours for you. Of course, with COVID going on, that might be – reduced or limited capacity depending on what kentucky warrensburg area is allowing but if you're ever in the area and want to visit them check that out as an idea fairly cheap and it's a fairly good uh tour having gone on it it's like 11 bucks and you get to see a lot of it Uh, a lot like our buffalo trace uh podcast last week we discussed a lot of how like a lot of their buildings look very very old, and I would say while they have some of the contemporary buildings, a lot of they also have some of the very very historic aging warehouses. And the before we actually get to tasting, the last two things I would want to say is one of their uh, bourbons that they distill, Long Branch, is something that they collaborated the celebrity spokesman. Uh, I think it was 2006's Sexiest Man, Matthew McConaughey. He's a celebrity <laughs> spokesman for them. Hell yeah. And this was one that he... Co- all right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. This was something that he uh, he actually collaborated with them to make this bourbon. And it's something that they did a little bit of an untraditional thing in doing some mesquite charcoal aging on it, finish on it, which I've tried it. I think it's good. It's very smooth. It's a little bit different than their standard uh, wild turkey products, but it's also something else that they do in sticking with that uncompromising nature of their master distillers. They don't use GMO grains, so they, they still stick to as close as they can true grains instead of all those genetically modified ones. Awesome. Um, Andy, unless you have anything else, you, did you mention the Goose Island beer uh, collaboration? Actually, no, I didn't. So this is something that was released in the last couple of days. Um, I just kind of stumbled upon doing some research, or the last week or so, stumbled on doing some research. Goose Island Beer Com- Brewery up in Chicago, they uh, like every year or so they have their line of like imperial stouts or like bourbon barrel aged stouts, and Buffalo Trace, Buffalo Trace, Heaven Hill, Wild Turkey, and a few other brands are going to be contributing barrels to Goose Island in order to make some of these bourbon barrel-aged stouts for them. Which, again, I think is a... a I want to try and get my hands on that, on a bottle of that if I can, or a six-pack or whatever of it if I can, mm-hmm. just to try it and see what it tastes like. And I think that's, you know, that's a great thing that they're doing, trying to help you know other well-known brands in the alcohol space at large expand their range and their flavors and everything just to experiment so yeah so those bur- those bur- be fun those bourbon county stouts are going to be delicious if you're yeah. a goose island fan yeah if you're kind of an ipa goose island fan it sounds like wild turkey buffalo trace and heaven hill are all you know working at least in them. that aging process with, yeah with, at least them are working in that aging process with goose island beer Awesome stuff, man. Yeah. If, unless there's anything else you want to talk about with uh, I, with Wild Turkey, I think we should move on to our 
favorite part of the podcast. The, yeah. And I know it's all your favorite parts as well. The tastings. Yes. All right. So we're going to start. We're going to start with the uh, the with the Wild the Turkey, Turkey 101. I'm just going to pour and myself actually a little smidge here. Yeah. And this and is then we're going to do the Wild Turkey Rye after yeah, that. Yeah. And the 101 is actually their, like, this Sorry is their that. flagship uh, bourbon. This yes. is the one that they've continuously been making the right. 81 proof is something that they decided to come out with recently and the rye both the 81 and 101 rise are something they decided to come out with recently as well just to kind of expand their portfolio right the, the 101 is uh clocking in at 50.5 percent 101 proof proof, proof uh, you know per the yeah. 101 name uh and of course um that is uh, not st- quite as strong as uh, <laughs> not the quite, not quite <laughs> the as strong as that white dog. Yeah, that white dog we did last week, but it is slightly stronger than the Buffalo Trace, and it's slightly stronger than what most average shelf bourbons will be because bourbons have to be at least forty percent alcohol, mm-hmm. and most of them hang in that forty to four. At least as far as I've seen, hang in that forty to forty-five. MRSP is coming in at twenty-three dollars for. The Wild Turkey 101, we're looking at a 75% corn, 13% rye, 12% malted barley. Um, let's let's take a, let's see what the nose is like, and then let's uh, let's see, and then we'll take a taste. You know what we got to do first? What's that? Cheers. Well, let's, well, we'll do that. Let's, let's, let's get a sniff first. I'm going gonna, gonna to smell my whiskey before I drink it. All right. You know, I really, I notice the spice a lot. I yeah, know, it's, it, but it's, it's like a, a it's like a mild. It, it, I don't know. It's it's like a mild spice, and it's just kind of like, hey, I'm, I'm here, yeah, I'm here, it, but yeah, I'm, not, I'm, li- I'm flirty, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too aggressive, you know. Yeah, it's, and that's really attributable to them having a little bit more rye in their mash bill. Mm-hmm. That's what rye will do is it'll get a little bit of that spicy note to a bourbon. Yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling the spice, but it's a it's a mild one, and it kind of yeah. has like a toffee, uh, a caramel blend there with with that yeah. spice uh, uh, on on the nose. Let's... I kind of give a bit of a nose of like a chocolate covered orange almost. Okay. To to an extent, at least that's what I get in both the flavor when I've tried it in the past and this and, nose. And, and there's definitely enough. There's definitely an alcohol smell that's present, but it's really it's mild. Yeah. I mean, the smells on this are mild. Like you, it's a, it's one that you could really take a big whiff of, and it's not gonna it's not gonna it's hit not you gonna too be, hard. It's, it's not gonna, gonna be it's, an it's offensive. Gonna be, it's, it's gonna like, be yeah. It's gonna, it's gonna caress have, you a little yeah, bit. It's gonna have those little spikes of certain things you'll notice. But like the Buffalo Trace it's last week, spice. it's gonna be something that is not going to be an offensive spike, right? In whatever smells you're. All right, let's do the tasting. No. Salute, Cheers. sir. Keep hitting my mic. Ooh. Right away there, you can definitely taste. I mean, you get a lot of the same flavors that most bourbons will give. Yeah, I'm getting the oh. spice. Again, like the with the, with the again, smell, I get the, and the exactly, taste. I get the spice right more, away. Exactly. But again, like you were just saying, that spice coming off the nose reflects as one of those main points mm-hmm. in the flavor too and that's something that at least me i like it's an it's an oaky it, i don't know i think it's a it's an oaky spiciness with that i think really just kind of wraps your arms wraps its arms around you and wants to keep you warm it is it's kind of giving you it, it's i describe it as giving you a uh, hug while sarcastically uh making jokes about you after it's you know it's like that friend that gives you that hug and makes jokes about you after 
a long time apart. But he does it. Bit. But he does it. He makes fun because he because he likes you. He makes light hearted jokes. It's not yeah. offensive. He cracks wise because he cares, Andy. You know, yeah. as, I'm, as a as a fellow smartass, I know exactly how it is. All right, guys. So I'm going to actually quickly grab another glass, and then we're going to taste the rye. Are you can, good to continue, Andy? Yeah. Why, why don't continue. you talk about the rye a little bit for the uh, for our listeners? So the rye, this one is like as I was saying earlier, is a newer style for them that they did. And it's a Kentucky straight rye whiskey, not a bourbon. Because it's something that, as a rye, the mash bill is going to be at least 51% rye grain in there. And so it's something that, again, because it's going to have that higher rye in there, it's going to give a little bit more of that spicy note in there. Most ryes will. So... What we'll do here now that John's back and we've poured ourselves a glass. So um, the so the the rye is forty point five percent alcohol. Come clocking in at eighty one proof. I don't I don't yeah. know if you mentioned that. I, I I actually didn't. So this is just their standard eighty one proof. They also have the one hundred one proof, fifteen and a half percent alcohol by volume version of it as well. So it gives a little bit of that um, variety there. They also have in their Russell's Reserve. Uh, brand that they distilled as well. They have a rye, six-year-old rye there as well, which gives a little bit different nose. Yeah. But we we might try that in a different episode mm-hmm. further down the road. Your clock, so you're clocking in a fifty a fifty-one percent rye ratio, thirty-seven percent for corn, twelve percent malted malted barley. Um, you're looking at you know for a seven hundred fifty milliliter, probably again right around that twenty. Yeah, like th- right around twenty. 20 to I think it was like tw- maybe bottle. a couple bucks ch- cheaper than the than the one hundred one. Might be more expensive in your bigger markets. You know, L.A., Chicago, New York, where it's kind of harder to get access to. Yeah, yeah of course. But still, for the average person, still a fairly good price, I think. Yeah, let's give this one a. Uh, let's do the smell test on this one. Well, right away, you can still kind of tell it's wild turkey, but it gives a little bit, compared to the regular 101, it gives, it, because it's slightly less proof, slightly less alcohol there, a little bit mellower, but still gives a little bit of that rye spicy kick yeah. to what I can smell. And I'm getting some sweet notes as well. I'm getting some honey, uh, some caramel, even some almost like bubblicious bubblegum type aroma. Uh, it's almost got like a yeah, sweetness a little bit to can- it. Like, uh, yeah, exactly. Like a honey or a candy mm-hmm. yes. smell there. Yes, absolutely. But, but, but don't worry. There's still some spice. It's the, and yeah. some oak. This is not, uh, you it, know, this is still a bourbon, guys. <laughs> it, it's not like Fireball where you have that, just that bunch of Red Hots candies yeah. there. It's like it's, it truly smells like you stuck, like, it's like you stuck a jalapeno a little bit in there. Got a little bit of kick, but not too much. Yeah, absolutely. Ready to take a taste? Yeah. Cheers, my friend. Cheers. Salud. Ooh. That, that, you know, to be honest with you, this is one of my favorite rye. Why you and, say that? Because it's, it's most rye in my experience, and to be honest, I have not tried an extremely large array, but most rides in my experience seem to be slightly one-dimensional mm-hmm. in that they're very, they seem to be kind of one thing, like either really, really smooth and more like a bourbon or like a Tennessee whiskey, mm-hmm. or seem to be very, very spice heavy as we were kind of talking about. But while Turkey, 
with their rise, I found it's kind of a little bit more complex, at least to my taste. Yeah. So I thought, I actually thought it was pretty smooth right off the bat. I thought kind of in the middle, yeah. gave you a little punch. Yeah, it gives you a little bit sh- of up showed there. Showed you that it's intense. It's not, it's me- it's not messing around still, but it, I thought it kind of was, it was a gentle, you know, it was gentle at first before mm-hmm. it really worked up to it as I know the, the ladies prefer. Um, I didn't think there was a lot of sweetness to the taste. There was Not a lot like there was with the smell. Maybe a little bit like of a fruity apple-y type flavor, like a spicy apple type flavor. I'd agree with that. Um, I, and I really like the t- I really like the taste. Up, uh, up front, the finish I was not a big fan of. I gotta admit, there was a kind of like a spicy aftertaste, like 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 that spicy um, apple-y aftertaste. And I just really wasn't a big fan of the aftertaste. Um, but you know, that's my personal preference. Yeah, so it's a good rye. I like it, and there's a lot to like about the uh, the, 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 the the rye here. But uh, again, not necessarily my favorite. I, I might prefer like a a bullet rye, for example, where they kind of focus yeah. more on that on that ryeness, if you will. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, it's something that. For me, I like that this, at least to my taste, is a little bit more complex, but still shows some restraint and a little bit not as one-dimensional as maybe some other brands to my taste are. But, like I said, rice, rice in my experience, seem to be kind of something that, and Wild Turkey more specifically, all of their brands seem to be something that has a little bit more of a cult following Yeah. Um, to all of their brands and taste. So, it, you know, it's not for everybody, but I think it is a very, very, especially at the price, is a very, very good rye and a very, very good bourbon. Yeah. Andy, do you have any final thoughts on Wild Turkey, whether we're talking about 101, rye, the brand in general? Any thoughts on whatever you want to talk about? Let's wrap this one up. Um, I don't have anything more. I mean, I, w- I would say we've covered it all. I, I definitely would give this hot in like an 8, eight or 9 out of 10, and it's something that... I would recommend people try. So I know. Big, big fan of the rye as far as the r- bourbon ryes are yeah. concerned. And yeah. as far as uh, bourbons are concerned, 101 Very uh, Wild Turkey is pretty much the best you're going to get at that at that starting yeah. level. One of, the, one of the best ones at that price point that and, you're going to get. And if you go through the history and all of that, there's a lot of reasons to love this bourbon. Exactly. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. We really appreciate your support. You guys have been great so far. We, you know, yeah, just, everyone's been we've been getting great feedback, lots of reviews. We really uh, on a litany of platforms. We, we really do appreciate your support. Make sure you continue to support us by going to the podcast platforms. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud. You find your great anywhere you of anywhere you can find music and uh, podcasts, we are there. And um, we, you know, we hope you are enjoying everything as well. And go subscribe like us leave a review we want feedback positive and negative uh let us know what other types of bourbons you would you would like us to review if you want to send us some bourbons or you know smaller large expensive cheap whatever to review we can let that's something know. we can arrange as well um but again we just appreciate you support your support we love you guys yeah, we love the sport yeah and uh don't worry america we'll be here to drink with you next week yeah <laughs>